Alrighty. Chaney, we've had a pretty interesting week, haven't we? Very much so. Um, something I'll remember out of the the movie scene for for quite some years, I'd, I'd say. Um, I don't know about you. It was seeing Tenant in theaters is quite the experience. It's all the more experience because we're in a pandemic. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, I mean, I think even without the pandemic, it would definitely be one of those uh, movies that are that are just kind of like clamored about that. Oh, must watch in a theater and all that. But it's appropriate that this is the movie to usher in going back into movie theaters for the the foreseeable future. I think kind of like transitioning back into the blockbuster, I guess. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's what this much this very much is. So. Uh, if you guys don't know or you're not aware, uh, depending on whatever side of the world you live on, uh, Christopher Nolan's movie Tenet has officially come out in some places. We're lucky in Canada that it has come out in theaters around us where we live. So we were fortunate to see it a couple times this week. I saw it twice. How many times do you see it? Just once. I do plan on going back, whether it's with people or by myself. I don't care. I need a. I do need a second viewing. Yeah. Um, God damn! How how do we talk about this movie, Cheney? Uh, I, I think we, we should. Because the... I got a few things I want to talk about first. All right, all right, go for we'll, it. We'll, yeah, we'll ease into it. We'll ease into. We'll it. ease into it. All right, sure. Um, hold on here. Let me just bring up some news I had. So, I know this is kind of like a. I don't want to turn this into a partial Halo podcast, but I guess I have to. Well, you're the resident Halo expert here on our panel. So some big, big news dropped a couple days ago regarding uh, Halo Infinite's campaign. Um, I don't think we mentioned on the podcast that the game got delayed till 2021, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. They they haven't given us a date. That could mean a full fucking year. I'm starting to think yeah. it's a full year. Um, because they just hired uh, Joseph Staten as the campaign's directive lead. And if you don't know, Joseph Staten was the campaign's directive lead on Halo 1, 2, 3, and then he helped out with ODST and Reach. So this guy's the one of the OGs from Bungie. Um, and that's massive news. And it also tells me that the current state of the game is broken as fuck, and they're starting to redo a lot of shit because they're not happy with it. And it's got me really actually worried for this game if they're this late in hiring someone as the directive lead for the campaign or they're switching it because I don't know what the fuck's going on that they need Yeah, to what does that mean? Like they've just now hired a lead game campaign director or, or they're, they're fired the old guy and replacing him? Like that's that's a bit sketchy. That's definitely a bit um grounds for concern for any fan looking to play the game soon. Right. So, And I don't know if this is just some also some political move by 343 to try to get some goodwill back with the fans considering everything yeah but still making that kind of announcement like right after you say we're delaying the game it's like yeah and you know like how okay i hopefully hopefully like you know they're saying by next year they have a full game out but that seems it seems a bit rough where they're at right now it seems like this game has had a completely rough development i feel like this game is so broken i can't believe it was supposed to come out within two months three months yeah uh originally and you know it might be the pandemic 
Um, you know what? The, you know what it could be though. Like it's. I feel like it's good that they got at least some feedback from the um, trailer and the gameplay. Uh, you know, I can see from your point of view being disappointed in in a lengthy delay and kind of the back and forth news. But from my perspective, it's like take the time you need to make a better game or movie or what any product at the end of the day, right? Like hopefully at the end of that tunnel of, of this long development, you know, for this game, mm-hmm. you you as a fan can can say like that was worth it. Like you got the right guy at the end of the day. You did the right choices. You made the right choices, you know, whatever. Um, it would be really shitty and sucky to, to like see a waste of uh, the kind of potential, you know, that they had riding on this one. Uh, but yeah, like... Is it is it no hope for you at this point or no it's not no hope I do agree that you know you should work on a game and get it to a working state before releasing it and get it to a state that you're happy with before releasing it um, that's become far too often of a trend in the other direction with regards to the gaming industry within the past oh for sure well I don't know it started to turn around a little bit but like five f- five years ago. That was like five to three years ago. That was a big peak of. I think when gaming games. developers and uh, the people that make video games and shit like that, once they realized you could put out a game and like siphon money from players and audience, like on a on a monetized way, like how how you know how Fortnite operates and shit like that. I think the the standard for quality dips down in video games a little bit, and kind of like the the machine of how money is made and how how can we pump out as much uh outside of the game itself how can we make more money and like that becomes a primary motivator for a lot of game games and game makers and stuff like that right so, so I'm happy I, I can see taking... some bit of genuine I can yeah. see some bit of genuine uh like you know purpose with with the guys that are making this halo you know that's just coming from the outside a little bit like I hope all of these are in the direction of we really don't want to disappoint fans and like those core fans that are important and stuff like that like we really want to give the best thing possible so yeah, we'll take the hate of a delay and this and that and whatever, but you know what I mean? No, it's there. As far as I know, it's a positive news or positive reaction around them taking the delay. It's like, like you listen, 343, three, you've had three chances now and you've fucked them all up, right? Yeah. So, like, they must be aware your, of that also. Yeah. Seriously, take your time at this point. Yeah. Because, like, if this flops, I'm never playing another Halo game ever again. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's likely chances there won't be more Halo games, you know? Yeah. Maybe a Halo TV show or a movie, which would be cool, but yeah, this seems like that that the game should the game should kind of respect its audience base and kind of you know, it might take an L off the delays and kind of this year's news of the game and everything like that, but I think everything can be forgotten about if the game is good. Like the whole development catastrophe or whatever is like you know wait wait we'll wait and see when the game comes out yeah it just also screams to me it's just like like it seems like incompetence with 343 if like if if you're gonna take six years on this game right and you're gonna go this late into the development schedule and switch up this major position of a guy who storyboarded and did the dialogue and worked out the entire story for the original trilogy and then helped out with the the later two spinoffs you're gonna hire this guy on in a year 
year in advance mm-hmm. how much mm-hmm. are you gonna be well, able to change with that does like, that mean they're gonna like they're really like going deep on changing the campaign from from its current state like to hire a new lead developer for the campaign is like saying we have no confidence in our campaign right now as it stands right i don't i don't know how long he's been on it seems like it's a recent acquisition Um, yeah otherwise they would have fucking campaigned their uh, champion this from the fucking well i mean that's a pretty big marketing yeah that's a pretty big marketing uh thing to hold up there like for the og fans and stuff like look who we got back right so that could have been yeah i i don't know it seems it seems a bit sketchy from that point of view of right? development it's not like it's like a that. bad thing obviously i'm happy he's backwarding on the project anyone would be any halo fan would be it just seems a little it's the timing of it it's the timing of it i don't know something's fishy something's wrong um with the game severely and we'll see if they have time to fix it i don't know I don't know. I, I also yeah. am curious about multiplayer. I, ne- I need them to show a little bit of that soon. Even if the game yeah. comes out a year from now, that's okay. Like, COD shows off multiplayer months in advance, so just, you know, give us something. Oh, speaking of COD, we got a new Call of Duty reveal this week. True. Interesting Call of Duty reveal. Yeah. COD Cold War. COD Black Ops Cold War. Right, bit of a sorry, lengthy... Mike. Yeah, come on, Cheney. Get make sure you get the Black Ops, and that's the real bread and butter for those guys. But it's in it interests me. I'm I'm interested in this game. Going back to the Black Ops, the OG Black Ops uh, story. This supposedly is a sequel to the first game, like a proper sequel, not how the second game, the the actual Black Ops Two, was like twenty years in the future or whatever. Like no, not even twenty. What am I saying? It was like a future future game. Uh, but this is supposedly the kind of heat of the cold war russians and americans kind of i don't know what kind of take they're going for it if this is supposed to be true to history or some kind of an alternate history type of a a game like from the advertising marketing history seems to be a pretty big uh piece of this game like Mm -hmm. how the the history of the cold war and stuff like that yeah um despite the cold war's significance on history with the Reagan Nixon era, um, it's it's really not taught that well, and um, I'd say this is a bold choice with um, with with what COD's taking. Um, mm-hmm. It's taking it's it's not even like a oh man, this is weird. This is weird to say. It's kind of like a it is a little bit of a political game because. In the campaign trailer, they show you with Ronald Reagan. Ro- yeah. <coughs> Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Who isn't exactly the most popular guy in a lot of Americans' minds, but um, especially a small subgroup, which are completely outraged. Uh, hello, North American communists. Um, it's just... It's a, such a weird... You're getting like yanked around with the COD series now. You're in the future, then it's modern warfare, and now we're going all the way oh, back big to the time. fucking Cold War. It's like, but yeah. um, this is the first COD game in years that really grabbed my attention for the beginning. I don't know what it, mm. what it was about the trailer. It was a really good intro trailer. It's a good looking. It's a good looking game. I think uh, it, it did say this is shown like PlayStation Five footage. So one thing that striked me was just visually kind of the game. Uh, it gave me that next gen feel. I don't know um, what they did, like boost the frame rate or something. That's definitely one of the things they did. But 
it got me excited to play Call of Duty in this with the new consoles and stuff like that. So good for them on that front. I don't know how much I'm going to be rushing to buy this game. Like, I think like many people have kind of outgrown Call of Duty a little bit from that point of view of like, uh, I, like being the biggest, best game. Like, you know, there's, I think my horizons have opened up to other games. So yeah, I think the only appeal really that a game like this has on me nowadays is that campaign truly, which is weird for a Call of Duty game. You know, I, I don't think that's their, uh, objective all the time, but the campaign for this looks interesting enough where I would want to check it out. And I know like the Call of Duty campaigns don't really change the formula up that much. They're almost always the same design kind of thing, but I don't know. Black Ops is, or, and Treyarch, the studio behind Black Ops usually is kind of at the forefront of changing the mechanics, being the first to kind of change, uh, gameplay kind of direction and stuff like that. Like they introduced the, um, the futuristic Call of Duty environment with like futuristic weapons and movement and stuff like that. So yeah, hopefully, and because it's a next gen title, like we're gonna get enough different, uh, or not different, I shouldn't say, but enough of an evolution, hopefully, uh, in gameplay, not just in story. Yeah, uh, I don't know about alterations in the gameplay. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I think they're just gonna play with the custom class system again. Yeah, well, that's always a given, but I did, I do think I saw something about, like, vehicles being a part of this game. I don't know to how big of a capacity, but there was, like, something of, like, a vehicle customization, potentially vehicles having their own loadouts, um, like, because this is, um, I don't know, like, I, I saw there was, like, uh, something with, like, a tank and uh, one of those naval kind of uh, vehicles, like, what the Navy uses and stuff like that, and then there's aircraft, so I think there's some aspect of expanding from the first person shooter into like more vehicles or something i don't know that's just uh that's one thing though yeah uh that'd be cool i think that might have have been off of their um i think they're obviously still going to do a, a battle royale again well considering I, they're the continuing of with warzone. yeah they're continuing with warzone i'm pretty sure they're just going to have it feed into this new call of duty really and i like there's something about yeah the tear the teaser trailers and stuff like that they're like you know the warzone map called verdansk like that's what the town or whatever it's called mm-hmm. some it like the new cod has something to do with that uh, the campaign or something so like they're already starting to tie into warzone and and connecting the call of duty uh titles and stuff like that i don't know i'm i've, I've like i'm interested in it but i'm not gonna be like uh staying up for santa claus type of a thing you know um yeah i'm a bit over it I am hesitant. I'm also super amped to talk about Tenant, so okay. <laughs> Any t- anytime um, we get there. I am hesitant to buy this new COD, considering the mm-hmm. complete irony of, of what their slogan is. Um, What's their slogan? For this new COD, it's... I don't think I've seen it. Um, know your history or be doomed to repeat it. Or just know your history, right? Um, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, within that release or that the reveal trailer, um, they had a flash of an incident that didn't happen. Uh, are you familiar with Tiananmen Square? I am familiar. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so they not, had not too familiar, but I, I know what it's about. Yeah. So they had a flash of that. They had a flash of of the footage from Tiananmen Square, and they took that out of the the China trailer and i was like uh-huh know your oh, history really? huh know your history yeah oh, yeah 
Chinese money talks, man. And that's, yeah, exactly. That's 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 a sad thing. Yeah, um, you know, and if I see current trends like that continue with this game, I don't think I'll be. Yeah, able. To I mean, s- movies movies do that too, which sucks. Like big yeah. movies, like Star Wars and shit has done that in the past. Like Disney movies all the time. Like yeah. Let's just take you this know? prominent black character and put him in the back because the Chinese population. Oh, one is of really the main protagonists of the trilogy. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Oh man, it's really, it's really something. It's really we live in twenty twenty, and you know we have the conversations that we have, and still the the world functions in weird ways. Like money talks. At the end of the day, money talks, and yeah, and you know that's one thing this trailer I think did get me kind of excited about. Like, there's a lot of. The uh the Cold War is a really shady time, um or not shady but secretive. I think is the right way. Like nobody really knows the true dealings of what the Cold War was. It was all about like spies and espionage and like the KGB versus the CIA and so a lot of things under the books. And I hope this game kind of you know still being fictional and whatever. Like I hope it cracks into that enough that you know might gain my own personal interest to start looking into those things like in a deeper way. Like uh you know like just kind of opening that that pandora's box so so to speak like the i don't know yeah i'm hopeful in that way that i hear i i, I get hint, i get into the history a little more i think um or, yeah it's definitely um a part of history i like to look into um mm-hmm. even with canada's aspect where canada's involvement was literally the with hockey, with a hockey tournament um, against the Russians, which was, you know, more than just a game of ice hockey. At that point, it was a battle of ideologies. And, you know, that's that's probably the period in history I'm not, I don't know, I wouldn't say most enamored with, but, like, definitely um, the rise of the Soviet Union and, and its inevitable fall was um, it's something I really like to look into and... I don't think enough people look into that and it's um yeah no for sure it's something that I've always just kind of glossed over thinking about you know like it's it's never visually or kind of in the stories you hear never uh seemed that like as appealing as other you know wars or whatever to learn about in that kind of a sense but the more I see about it I think growing up and hear about the what it what it is what it was about uh the more I'm interested about it like the whole kind of the shadow government kind of uh how 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 the government really were or how governments in general how the world really functions and uh things like that i think it it can make for an interesting game it can make for interesting movies uh it fe- this kind of feeds into the movie we're going to talk about today interesting enough oh it actually uh, does, so right yeah it, it does yeah uh, so i think this is an interesting topic um and it's cool to see a call of duty explore it in 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 a deeper way potentially you know I wouldn't necessarily call it deep, but it's going to be fun to yeah, not get deep, some, not as uh, yeah, some exposure but to the to the era. Some, exposure that's yeah. that's much better. I I can't go can't be saying Call of Duty is deep way of learning things. That no. I'm going to sound like an idiot. No, uh, but yeah, definitely a way to get exposure into something. That's, yes, you yeah, learn a lot ap- about the Soviet good. history as you blow open a door and go into a slow motion 360 no scope on some KGB agents. I mean, there you go. You spend too much time on COD, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a period of history. I don't think enough people look into, and um, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's actually quite a few videos on um, 
the rise of the Soviet Union and the rise of the Iron Curtain. And um, I think my family had some involvement in the Iron Curtain. I think uh, considering the time period that they'd left Hungary, they might have had to escape the Iron Curtain, which was a death penalty. So it's like it's it's. It's something that's. Have you ever have you ever like talked to your family about that, like your your own family history? It's and just uh, it's kind of lost the time at this point, um, hmm. considering I'm like fifth generation Canadian or whatever. So it's it's tough to say, but um, but you, you you can sure imagine it. It would have been something else, like the journey uh, to get to here and to for for a young Cheney to be out here growing up. Right. It definitely took a lot of Cheneys to, to come cross over. I think it was three original three original guys and um so yeah it's definitely been a period of history that i've sort of felt a weird personal connection to like it's sort of embedded in my dna assassin's creed style Um, Mm -hmm. it's (laughs) like if i were to use (laughs) if i were to use that machine i'd get launched back to hungary in the during the yeah some viking some viking cheney you're out oh no i was thinking back even further than that to the viking ages or something what are the Hungarians known for? What are what is what is their history? Um, I'm curious now. It's kind of interesting. Um, now now we're really on a tangent. Yeah, huge about- tangent, but I don't mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Hung- Hungary is kind of like a originally settled by um, people coming out from the east. Um, it's like Germany, like no, 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 like Mongolia and whatnot. Oh, okay. Oh, like East a- Asia. You're talking about around there. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. um, it's part of. I think it's part of where they get their name, Hungarians, because it comes from the Huns sort of area. The, oh, the, yeah. The Magi, okay, I got yeah. you. Yeah. So, you so had, it's a, it was like a part of that empire. The uh, the uh, what do you call it? Mm-hmm. Hungarians are really. Empire complicated history because it could have sort of joined with other countries along the way that's how you got austro-hungary and stuff like that so it's like i don't know it's a really really complicated history i've tried looking into it but as far as i know it's like horse nomads settled the land and they are um sort of related to really far north people that just came down and kind of just ransacked raped and pillaged and kind of took over a a set area (laughs) Um, Hungary is such a weird, weird place, especially within its area of central Central East Europe, because usually when you have the European countries, you sort of see a gradient of languages where each language next to each other is sort of related in some sort of way, right? So you go from English to French to Spanish to Italian, and all those are kind of linked together. Yeah, linguistically. Yeah, and yeah, then you have similar. German and Swiss German and Austrian, and they're sort of all linked together. And then you have a Hungary just slapped down in the middle with such a alien language compared to any other European language. The closest related language is Finnish, and it's that's not even, way yeah way somewhere else. It's on not the even world. close. Wow. So Hungary is yeah. like a, a anomaly within Europe, but mm, um, that's cool. They're uh, definitely crazy now. They're uh, they're fucked. They're <laughs> is hungry is hungry where there's like they do the eagle hunting. Is eagle that hungry? Hunting. Uh, no. Uh, like they hunt with eagles, not hunt eagles, but like hunt with eagles. Oh right, um, that's a lot of places. It's it's called falconry. But that falconry, right? Yeah, but I mean that like still uh, 
prominently kind of use it. I might no, be mixing up my countries, but that's mostly Mongolia, I'd, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Who actually like okay. legitimately have to use that for their own survival? But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. This is like definitely exposure that I didn't know or have before on uh, on a pretty interesting country. Like, I think like the more you look into like your even your own home, like where or not your home, but I mean like where you where you come from, like where your people came from, like you know, it it opens like a a weird feeling, like uh, I don't know. Sometimes when I look at like the history of India, I, I think about like what would I be doing in in the fucking Indus Valley River civilization if I was out there hunting like swordfishes or something like that it's always like interesting what was like your family like if you had like obviously we would have had ancestors mm-hmm. in like thousands of years ago like what would that person be doing like what was the what was the cheney and sid grover of a thousand years ago like did they have a podcast or like the equivalent of a podcast they were did a they talk family. about entertainment and pop be, culture like i would have been rich because <laughs> oh yeah the, you already know <laughs> yeah i know the the first cheney was cock cheney and um he was a nobleman, so I I definitely come down from that lineage. Who I would have I would have lived in a castle. I would have lived in a castle, and uh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, it, that's pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie. That's I'm I I don't know if I would be living in a castle, but damn, bro, good for you. Come come invite me out there nah. one, once upon a time. Once I go, hopefully next year. We'll see how. Yeah, uh, you, you just get a letter. You're like, yeah, you have a whole ass castle entitled to you in in Eastern Hungary or whatever. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I fucking wish. Anyways, um, <clears throat> anything else that you sort of watched or liked to get into? Mm, not really. Like, I, I've been I've been pretty busy with like other stuff this past week, and my like I had a computer problems, so I wasn't able to watch or do anything really new in that kind of sense. I I was going through some old like just movies that I had in my collection with my family. So, uh, what did I watch? I watched, uh fucking I have it over here one sec <coughs> excuse oh, me i watched i watched gangs of new york a couple days ago um Ooh. martin scorsese's film yes i think you would really like that movie actually i, don't I know think if i would to you too before. um i've seen clips and i think i'd like it as well mm. so yeah it's 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 uh like talk of when you talk about like world building and like you don't often associate like even though like i'll give great credit to scorsese for being like an amazing world builder like not in a sci-fi or artificial sense but like in really like capturing and and uh giving off like a a a feel of a time and a place like a very certain time and place like he is a master at giving you that and gangs in new york is one of those like period pieces like really historical period pieces where if you've ever thought about like what was like new york city like a hundred years ago right when think the time of uh when the wild west was a thing in in america and you know like there's enough western movies out there for you to know what america was like but i don't i haven't seen enough or as many uh films that showed like what quote-unquote modern day america was like new york and stuff like that in in that time period and uh you watch a movie like this which i i can only assume is um boring a lot from history like it, it feels like it is is not it is a fictional movie but i think it's kind of grounded in reality and non-fiction of history um and you see you know like this is how life was this is how people are or were uh and like it, it's really interesting it's it's really interesting to know like where we came from or like the world we live in today like what 
built to that like how far have we come as not only people but as society and as a civilization and stuff like that and like i don't know when when a movie can kind of transport you back to like the old world like kind of way you know like uh it's special and it's interesting and there's like there's parts of this that makes you think like holy fuck like this is not anything of what i imagined new york city would have been like like you know like a hundred years ago or whatever there's there's literal like gang warfare in 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 a very different kind of sense like in a viking level like you know like a very brutal way of living it was so yeah it's cool to just like like kind of take a pause on life and just basically time travel back to a different place and just see how the world was it's it's one of those special things about movies you know well of the right research i mean with the right people behind it absolutely yeah yeah which is coincidental because i I rewatched the lighthouse again Um, oh really did you well this time i had my girlfriend around because i'm like you want to watch a fucked up movie and she's like (laughs) (laughs) so uh we watched a fucked up movie um Mm -hmm. she really enjoyed it obviously um Pattinson so hot right now uh he's he's getting up there man I want him I want to see him in more things he's got that Netflix movie coming out I don't know if it's later this year oh yeah no uh the one with Tom Holland right yeah yeah what what movie is yeah dude he's in a lot of fucking movies nowadays like I like three or four movies that come out a year like Robert Pattinson movies and I remember watching when I went to watch Tenet on uh Thursday I think I saw it for the first time with my buddies and they still associated him with like twilight mm-hmm. movies and stuff like that they haven't seen anything that of his that have come out uh in the past like four or five six years so you know good time the lighthouse like movies like you gotta watch those movies if you mm-hmm. want to see like what rob pattinson's about today as an actor and like you know he's he's definitely shed that uh twilight skin yeah yeah for no, sure like, and like i was just hearkening back to the lighthouse man it's just like that that i want a steak scene oh yeah just like holy shit like this guy's got yeah oh it just few scenes capture my attention that broadly i I don't understand how those well even willem dafoe credit to willem dafoe as well but i i'd still say pattinson despite his performance being more subtle is still the driving performance behind the lighthouse and like he always just mm, that's interesting he sucks me in every time with his little he's got little quirks about him that uh that's sort of like there's there's do you find he's the he's the more relatable character in the story like i know he's, he's the more probably by design. relatable character and i think he's the more complex character in the yeah lives. for sure yeah, he's, he's uh, got a lot more nuance to him, whereas I think Willem Dafoe's character is a little more um, of a, you know, and these types of characters get a bad rap, but he is a plot driving character to where he moves the plot along. Um, and Robert Pattinson is more of a reactionary character to where events happen to him and he reacts and grows from that. So um, I'd say, yeah, Pattinson's character is far more relatable in that sense because you know he's even set up to be relatable within the first couple scenes of him just saying you know i'm just a man moving along you know trying to make trying to make his way trying to make a living like any good man should and yeah um you know it's it's well slowly it's revealed that that's not entirely the case but um that just adds to the depth of that character in that movie you know and i still don't 
quite understand, you know, what's reality, what's fiction within that movie. I think I have a better idea now than before, than the last two viewings, for sure. But, um, but that, I, I, it's underappreciated, I think, how much rewatchability or rewatch factor that that movie has. Yeah. I think even because when we watched it, uh, like, I watched it for a second time, like, when we recorded and talked about it in the show. And I could already see myself watching it for a third time mm-hmm. to come back at it and, and, and re-digest it and re-sort of uh, kind of examine it in, in through a new way. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I, that's interesting that you say Pattinson's your, the guy that kind of pulls you in. Because, like, for me, that's that's um, Willem, who, who just kind of establishes the whole world and tone for me, like, so well. Mm-hmm. Just makes it feel like what, what it is and, like... Uh, Pattinson almost for me is like your introduction, your your guide through the lighthouse and like that world of fishermen and lighthouse keepers and shit like that. Like it's a very much uh, like a tour guide in, in that sense. Oh man, it's such okay. I, like even the beginning shot, the character establishing shot where it's just them looking when in, they're just standing there in front of the camera. That looks like a portrait. Yeah, it, it just it, looks it, like a beautiful portrait. Every shot in this movie matters, and like even yeah, even that shot is just it just puts a smile on my face because you just see Willem Dafoe straight faced Pattinson sort of like straight faced then the foghorn but blows. it's too different it's two different straight faced yeah. one guy's anxious like out of like uh what the fuck is the next couple days gonna be yeah. for me one guy's excited. the other guy's absolute like rock stone like pumped. can't be more yeah can't be more pumped for the weeks he's about to have with the boys with the light uh with with the lad singular and the light yeah his yeah. his maiden uh yeah it's it's you're right like each frame each shot has such a we talked about this like there's so much visual language and there's so much subtext and things going on for you to read into like it's it's a brilliant film well made and all that absolutely uh, that's another yeah can't go can't go uh enough without recommending that to people who haven't seen it i think okay. just on the basis of uh just seeing like Rob Pattinson. I, I mean, we're like totally sucking his dick this episode, but that's okay. Like he's a great actor. So oh, I'm going to suck his dick uh, even he, further, man. Yeah. I hope Shady's girlfriend's listening to this one. I'll play, it, play with you, his butthole a little bit too. After, after oh, chill out. Chill out. Let, let's keep it PG 16 or 15 or something like that. Okay, fine. No, nah, but let, let's move on. Let's move on to the, the main event for this. Cause I, I literally can't wait. I I have fun talking about Halo and other movies, but mm-hmm. if there's one thing I wanted to do this summer, Cheney, was get on the mic with you and talk about this movie or just watch this movie in general because we really didn't know if we were going to watch this movie. And that was the one big worry was like, uh, what a shame it would be to like, this just comes out, comes out on Netflix or something and it's like, there you yeah. go. That That's Tenet for you. Hey, everyone. Chaney here. Thanks for listening to this brief weekly catch-up. Hope you had a good time listening to that. Um, Be sure to check out our next episode, though, where we get in-depth about Tenet and give it our review. Since watched it twice, I've watched it once, but um, between us, I think we can piece things together pretty well and come to a pretty good conclusion on on how the movie stands uh, with regards to other Nolan films. Um, Be sure to follow us on Instagram, though, at Mythic Morons. We post updates on what movies and other entertainment things we're watching so you can keep up and join the conversation. And make sure to leave us a rating or a like on whatever podcast uh, software you're using. So um, thanks again for listening, and be sure to check out the next episode.